0: You plant a seed in a good ministry, whether it's in the boot here for us or back there at the table for them or what you're going to see here in a little bit. We don't talk about, we don't talk about giving too much here. We're cowboy church. We don't pass the plate. We just kind of if you want to put something in the boot, fine. But here's what I can guarantee is going to happen. If you plant a seed in good soil, there's going to be a harvest. There's going to be a harvest. Now, I'm not guaranteeing it's your harvest. I'm not guaranteeing it's your bank account. But here's what I'm going to guarantee the kingdom of God is going to get a harvest. That's all that matters. The kingdom of God is going to get a harvest, plain and simple. All right. I'm going to bring up another guy that's going to talk to you. He's been here before years ago, it's been four or five years ago at least. He brought his horse over, and we went out here and had church on the ball diamond. might have been six years ago. and. Um, BJ and Janet Jordan have Crossroads Horse Ministry and they travel around the country and they put on clinics uh, with horses and he'll break a horse and he'll t- talk his way through it and how, how really as an unbroke colt, we parallel, all of us parallel an, un, an unbroke colt in so many ways. So it's so easy to see the illustrations. And so they, they winter down here in southwest Missouri over uh, by Seneca and then they summer on a ranch out in Colorado, they take in yearlings, and they, they summer out there. But they don't just take in cattle. They do a ministry that I think is the most impactful kind in the world. Now, I'm, I appreciate you all coming and, and listening to me every week, but I've told you for a long time, this preaching thing ain't how we learn, not, not really learn. I mean, we need it. We need to be reminded, but we need to add something to that That is hands-on experience. And they take apprentices. They have mentorships that they take people out to Colorado, this ranch, and they build disciples. That's all I'm going to tell you. We're We're going to show you a video. We're going to take you to one of the most spectacular places in the world on video. And right now, I would like to have B.J. Jordan welcome back here and tell us about... Now, there's a reason he's here. Can I tell him the reason you're here? Okay. Time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. I wanted him to come tell about this program for two reasons. I, I, I think it's, it's not that I'm trying to get in your pocket and support it. I, I think this is just a great model. I think it's inspiring. But time is of the essence because of this. Michael Martin Murphy is coming to Flying Cal Arena at Afton because he neighbors them out in Colorado, and he knows this ministry. Michael Martin Murphy is coming to Flying Cal Arena a week from Friday night and put on a concert right over at Afton to raise money for this great ministry. So I wanted you to know about that in case you want to go to the concert, because Michael Martin Murphy, in my opinion, is kind of a big deal. So with that said, BJ, come tell us about your ministry. Catch us up on uh, what you've been doing, and, and I'm excited. Welcome, welcome BJ tonight. Thank you, sir. Yeah.
1: How are we doing this evening? Good, good. If I told you I was a grandpa, would you believe me? Yeah? Well, I'm not, but I could be. I have a son that got married this summer, and if they go about it the way we did, we'll be grandparents the next time I see you, probably. So, But, uh, Noah, uh, I was glad <clears throat> that uh, we had a chance to slip over here to share what we had going on, but I, I want to make some things really clear um, that i 'm not doing tonight is um i 'm not we 're not asking for any kind of money or anything we 're just trying to tell you all about a ministry deal that 's going on and um, the Lord supplies all of our needs and giving is more about the person who shells it out than the person who gets it because the same measure we give it 'll be given back to us what the word, word teaches us but uh, I was going to read a scripture here um just before I, I started talking here in matthew it says Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Um, I, I was confused for a long time about what making disciples actually looked like, um, I, I, until someone pointed it out that a lot of times as an evangelist, and we are evangelists, this time of the year we blow in somewhere and share the gospel somebody and we might even partake in the Lord drawing somebody to him and then becoming converts, but discipleship takes a long time. It's doing life with people. Sometimes we put discipleship into a week-long program or a two-week-long program. And that's not how you disciple somebody. Now, we want to minister to lots of people, thousands of people. I I really look up to a guy named Billy Graham. Y'all ever heard that name before? Yeah, I figured figured so. Um, I read his autobiography. Is that what they're called, an autobiography, when you write it about yourself? Yeah, okay, so... Anyways, I read it. That thing was like 800 pages long. It took me like a year and a half to read it, as busy as we are. But that guy ministered to a lot of people. And he spoke in a lot of different places. But do you know that he would move people into a community before he got there? A a year before they would do a crusade and set up offices and go around and meet bodies like this. And introduce and, 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 and put a discipleship... Like program in place so that when all of these people come to the Lord, they had all these different churches. What made them crusade so big, such a big deal, is because there were so many denominations in them towns that were on board with what Billy Graham was doing for the Lord. But it was a huge plan in order to be able to disciple and go ahead. And and he said he he caught a lot of um uh, he caught a lot of grief about the way they did their ministry, because they say, oh, you just come in and get a lot of people to come in. I'm sure there were a lot of people that committed that never did anything. But he shares testimony after testimony of going back to places ten years later that say, hey, I was saved at your crusade. I went home. I even had to change my job because of what I was doing, and now I'm serving the Lord, and this and that. We believe that discipling young men will change families. Because when you minister to the man, he's got to a pretty tough job ahead of him to lead all you gals. Y'all okay if if I say that? Is that okay? But y'all have a lot tougher job because y'all got to love us and respect us even when we're kind of knotheads and stuff. And so we have a a ministry that has a model that looks like evangelism and uh, and discipleship. This time of year it's evangelism. We'll do clinics and demonstrations at different places. How far are we from Talala right here? Okay, so we're actually going to be in Talala at Cletus Coast Church next Sunday doing a cattle dog demonstration for their Sunday morning service. I'll bring in a few calves and some stock dogs from the age of... I I might. I got one pup right now It's like 10 weeks old. I've never even showed cattle before, but I'm probably going to bring it and put it online because this little booger is hungry. But a lot of them pups I'll bring... They'll be three months old, and I'll turn them loose on cattle so you can see what them little boogers want to do just from a really young age. And then I'll work up through my broke dogs that I might even trial a little bit and show you what discipleship and training and a relationship and exposure and all this stuff that takes place to get somebody who's willing to work alongside of you but not to stay with you. You know I have no use for a dog that just wants to stay with me. i got to be able to send him. Because it's not until I send him that he starts to get the work done. And that's why I tell them, I said, they're like, why don't you pet him? I pet him when they're puppies a lot to socialize them. But then I go through a time where I pet them very little. Their reward is to work. That's what the God created them to do. And then that's what they want to do. If I always tell people, when we preach using dogs, it's always about not that, by grace we've been saved, right? Well, in that same same passage of scripture, what it says finally is that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works so that we should walk in them. And that's what we show with them dogs. So we're doing that next Sunday in Talala. So if any of y'all are available, come down to Cletus Coast Church and that'll be the Sunday morning service. And so that's what the... I, okay, perfect. Thanks. <laughs> we didn't know that yet either. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. No, that sounds sounds great. So that's kind of what the that's kind of what the evangelism side of what we we do looks like. Now we caretake a bunch of cattle in North Central Colorado, and we're a contract care company. And so it looks I'm primarily yearling cattle, but we'll caretake about five different ranches and. When we did this little video, we're going to show you we are about 4,000 head, but just since then, the Lord's grown it a little more, and it looks like this year we'll have about 5,500 head of either primarily yearlings, some cow-calf pairs that will run a full-time cowboy crew for the summer. I have two crew guys, Casey DePaulo that's with me right here, um, and then we have another. He's with us year-round, him and his wife, Molly. She's not, she's not here tonight. But then I have another family that comes out of um, Death Valley, California. And Luis is his name. And he's a crew guy for us, too. We all have something in common. We love the cowboy way of life. We love to caretake cattle. I'd do it for nothing if we didn't have bills to pay. We just really enjoy it. But the other thing we have in common is that we love the Lord. And we love the, I- not, not even the idea, the command to make disciples, to make young men. So we take these young interns in, and they come and they get to cowboy with this. Everybody thinks, oh, man, that's a dream job. Um, Not after about a month, because it's long days, they're tired, you know, we want to do something different, see a different scenery. Sometimes they may pray we send them to go fix fence or something because they're sick of riding. But in doing that, we all have a common goal in mind, and that is... To help these kids understand. I don't, I don't know why cattle are so frustrating, but I have seen some very calm, reserved men that I had lots of respect for and still do that I don't think you could rile them up for nothing, and you go to help them brand their calves, and they're as uptight as you can possibly be. They are. Str- my, my wife's laughing over there. Justin's laughing. Jeannie's laughing. We say you don't ever put your wife on the gate because that's called the divorce gate. A lot of people don't come out of that one doing very well, okay? So here's the deal. We have to, to be honest with you, we're called to be cool-tempered. Like, I mean, we need to be patient. We need to learn how to con- be self-controlled. And so there's no excuse for it. Not for me, not for Justin, not for anybody. we got to be able to work these cattle and kind of keep a cool head about it. We all have this common goal. Well, the outfits I've worked on, there are very few people who got that figured out. And there are times that I am tested to no end. But it's pretty nice when you got some disciples along with you because you gotta keep your cool a little bit better. But we want them to know and understand that the cowboy way of life can glorify God. All of it. Every single bit of it. Not just a little bit. They do they do life with us. That's what we call discipleship. Doing life side by side with somebody. They eat at our table. Some of the kids we have come from broken homes. We had one kid this summer, he's twenty-two, and <clears throat> he was, grew up in inner-city Denver. Um, he was a twin. His mom didn't care too much for him, and so she'd lock him in a room, feed the other one. His dad would come home and help take care of him. And I don't know all the details, um, but it wasn't a good deal. His dad committed suicide when he was 8 years old. And just so to he was there. What All of his family Casey's pretty much around Denver now or probably most of it. He had been gone in Oregon for the last three years. And there all summer, and I don't think he's seen his family one time this summer. He he had been in Oregon, he's three hours from his family, been gone this whole time. Nobody once came and seen him, nothing like that. But I want him to know, and I don't want his memory of what his childhood looked like to be what he thinks family looks like. That isn't it for one second what family. So they do life with this. That's just what they do. One thing that about that. Discipleship side of things that we're doing is that I'm a. There are probably some business-minded guys in here, and like, unfortunately, um, not everything we do is a nonprofit. We actually have a for-profit cattle care company. It looks different than the nonprofit side of the ministry things we do, and they've carried the interns up to this point. The problem is, x amount of cattle pays x amount of wages. That's just how it works, and so we are finding a need for interns. More than we have number of cattle housing and all that kind of stuff, and so there's going to be a at this din- dinner we're doing there's a there's going to be a little bit of a VIP dinner before with Michael it's going to be real small it's just going to be like ten tables, and Justin will have the details on that. He mentioned maybe there'll be enough people in the church that may want to come and be at that round table deal. I'm going to share more about the ministry stuff, but then it'll get shared about during the concert also The number one thing that we want is for y'all to come. We don't want anybody to not come. It's, it's kind of a suggested ticket price. We're selling tickets for 10 bucks a person to the concert, and children 12 and under are free. But we're going to, uh, tomorrow, it, we talked about it, are going to send y'all some tickets that don't have to be bought. So if there's families that can't afford it or just want it go because they just didn't have the extra, get tickets from Justin. He'll have them. Okay, we just need people to be there, because I want to get Michael Martin Murphy in Grove, Oklahoma, and not have enough people there. But you've seen us having Bible study there one morning. Michael was traveling a bunch, but he'll ride with us some. He lives on one of the ranches we caretake now, but he's traveling and singing so much. But he come by one morning for uh, Bible study, and then before we left, he'd come by, and we were just sitting down, him and his fiance and and Janet and I, and... He knows about the interns because they ride with us, and this was all his idea. He said, man, we got to do a little concert, try to get you all some housing. Housing's going to look like a camper, you know, for some interns and some different things like that, and we're going to introduce and adopt an intern program where someone could support an intern for the whole summer. Now, what this isn't, um, and I'm just going to be honest with you, this isn't a place that we're taking in kids because we're babysitting them for the summer. Matter of fact... We already have more guys than we can take now, so we want people who say, Hey, this is something I would like to do. We, we take the names, we listen to the stories, we pray about it. And as long as this deal continues to grow, even if it grew huge, we would probably still take in 10, 12 guys max. Right now, we've take two. This year, it looks like we're going to take four. You know, it's discipleship, it's pouring in to a small amount of people. So it affects a large amount of people, if that makes sense. So Friday night, 7.30, there's going to be the actual concert. You can buy tickets at the door. You can just get to the door and say, hey, don't have the tickets. We don't even want anybody to have to go through that kind of embarrassment or anything. of Like, I, I would have went, but I didn't say I couldn't. Because there's times that I guarantee you I couldn't have took my wife and all... All of us kids, I mean, because then it turns into 70 or 80 bucks for the night, you know, so it just doesn't happen. So we'll work the details out with Justin on that. Um, Do y'all have any questions about just kind of fill in stuff that, like, I haven't covered as far as what happens with these guys when they come out here, what happens afterwards, or you get a pretty good idea of what the discipleship looks like? Pretty good idea? No questions? Okay, well, I'm going to turn it over to Justin then, and he'll have more info. We've got some flyers and stuff that he'll have around here. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you,
0: brother. Man, <laughs> man. <laughs> man. Biggest reason that I wanted BJ and Janet to come here was was not to tell you about Michael Martin Murphy. It was not. I wanted you to be inspired. Like, I've been inspired tonight about what true discipleship is. It's not, it's not about one guy up here and discipling y'all. That's not what it's about. It's about every one of us taking what we know, which is how much God loves us, no matter what we've done, and sharing that love with other people, no matter what they've done, loving on them. Man, it's life-changing. It's powerful. That's what we were created for. We get so busy, we get so wrapped up into the, the daily stuff we have to go through, we, we get so wrapped up into the man, problems. I'm, try, I'm trying not to look around because I don't want to look any one person in the eye because I have had conversations with nearly every one of you in here about stuff, bad stuff. Every one of you are dealing with bad, bad stuff right now. I want to encourage you to do two things. Something I started doing this week is when, when, when fear sets in on the cattle market or whatever, the church issues, I'm stopping right then, and I'm saying thank you, Lord, for my family. Thank you, Lord, that you love me. Thank you, Lord, that I have friends and neighbors that love me and, and help me. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunities that you've given me to speak life into other people's lives. Thank you that we live out in the country. Oh, man, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the sunsets that we've been seeing and people's been posting all the time. We live in a great place. But sometimes that fear of of stuff going on is is just, we get in a habit. But I'm going to tell you what I've been doing here lately. I've been breaking that habit. And I'm seven days into When those when those thoughts come on, stopping, and saying thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you for this ministry, thank you for this example, thank you for this, thank you for that, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what's going to happen in 21 days? I'm going to change that habit, and I'm not even going to have to think about it. And when fear said sin, my mind, I'm not I'm not giving the devil no credit for it. It's me. I'm going to take responsibility. It's me. I'm going to automatically go into a spirit of thanksgiving. So that's what I want to encourage you to do. That's that's my message. Be inspired. Don't don't let the flesh lie to you and tell you, well, we can't disciple anybody. We're no example. What kind of an example would would, would we be? I know what that voice sounds like because I wrestled with it for the first, how long we've been going here? Seven years of ministry. Six, anyway. I'm not paying attention to that voice, and the reason is this, and I want to share this with you guys. You know what the key, of, the key to life is? And I tell these people all the time, we don't, we don't hear it enough. The whole key to getting through this life is distinguishing which one of those guys is talking in my head. Is it my flesh who lies to me, my body? Is it my soulish man, which is full of a roller coaster of emotions all the time? Or is it the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of me? Is it the Spirit of God, which is who I really am, speaking in my head right now? That is the key to life. So be inspired. Be encouraged. Pray for this ministry that we might put people in position... To disciple. That's gonna be my prayer. I'm gonna pray, Lord, help me see these opportunities where we can go send people either to be discipled or to disciple other people. Can you imagine if all of us took two people a year? Just two people a year and discipled them? Do you realize if just this group took two people in a whole year And discipled them, fed them, loved on them, cared for them, encouraged them, lived with them. Do you realize that it would change the world? It really would change the world. And the thing about what we do out here in the country and what they do is when you, when you, when you, we've talked about this before, when you sweat day after day after day with the same people and you work and you sweat. There's a bond. When you bleed, when you bleed with other people, there's a bond. There's something there that, that God put in place a long time ago. And that's, what ha- that, that's the advantage we have over any other lifestyle, is we do a lot of both in the cowboy world. So we have opportunities. I've, I've said it a few times, not near enough. I believe the only reason we're in the cattle business is because we've had the opportunity to bring in a lot of people that wouldn't ordinarily have the opportunity to drag a calf or wrestle a calf. It's one of my favorite things in the world. These boys, they, these boys have lived it. I'm, a lot of you have lived it, haven't you? And one day I drug a calf in here horseback. And the message was this cowboy lifestyle is important, and that legacy is important. Believe in a legacy when you're gone, or actually while you're here too, of how much you love the Father and are willing to let him love you back. That's the legacy we really want to live. Or leave. Live now and leave later. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I just thank you for bringing us this place. Lord, I thank you that we don't have to do the same old, same old, same old when we come to church to worship you. And Lord, I thank you that you've blessed us with talented people. I thank you that it doesn't sound like church, but it sounds like it comes straight from heaven instead. Lord, I pray a blessing over Kevin and his ministry, Lord. I thank you for bringing him into our, to our family. Lord, I thank you for the people that are, are listening to you because of his ministry that they may not have given you a chance otherwise. And, Lord, I, I thank you for BJ and Janet and Casey for being here tonight. Lord, I, I speak life into their ministry. Lord, I pray for the concert coming up, that there will be people here from you that, uh, from, that are, uh, would never attend church before, but they're going to hear it a week from Friday on March 10th. Lord, I thank you for the the ability that they have to to listen to you, and Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that they have to speak life into those people. Lord, I lift up the the young men that they have discipled, wherever they are right now, Holy Spirit, just quicken on the inside of them and, and let them know that you're real. Remind them of what they learned, remind them about their passion, their gifts, and Lord, for the roles that you have in their life. Lord, I pray that we might all look to you for our our, our guide and for that light to light up our path. Lord, I pray that this week we'll specifically remember that when fear sets in, that we automatically go into a mode of thanksgiving. We automatically go to thanking you for the blessings that we have in our life. Lord, there are many, and we do love you and we appreciate it. In your holy name we pray, amen.